0: What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? We are back with another episode, episode number 35. My name is Dylan Cogdell, and joining me this week is just Anthony Olvera. Anthony, the boys left us out this week. They thought work was more important, so how are we doing tonight? We're doing well.
1: A bunch of slackers, I tell you, man. But no, doing really good, man. Uh, Life's good. We uh, just ended the season of being thankful. I'm still thankful the Chiefs are... Firmly in first place in the AFC West. And uh, now we're in the season of giving. The Chiefs are giving us a lot of grief. So beyond that, I'm doing well, man. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, you know, a little little <laughs> under the weather. Been having to recover from, uh, I don't know if it's a flu bug or what. Testing negative for everything. But that fever was no fun at all. Trev's kids' little Petri dishes just got me all sick. But hey, it's a yeah, gift that keeps on giving. So. Let's go ahead and get in on the game. Um, I will forewarn everybody at some points during this, I might sound like a 13-year-old boy with my voice cracking or a 60-year-old chain smoker, but we'll see how this goes. Uh, Chiefs lose 27-19. We did get pretty banged up during the game. Uh, I will say that. Obviously, everybody saw the Brian Cook picture probably by now. If not, that his ankle was backwards. However, he miraculously somehow ended up with only a sprained ankle. Which is absolutely insane to me. Anthony, Trevor, and I have all worked around the radiology department for a long time, seen a lot of messed up ankles, and we would have all bet on a lot worse injury than that. So uh, yeah, Pacheco ended up with a shoulder contusion. He's day to day. I don't believe he practiced today. Um, Donovan Smith, he's been out with the neck stinger. You saw him take that one play or that one snap and then sit out. So we're looking towards Wanya Morris being our starting left tackle going in the Buffalo Bills game. He looked pretty decent and definitely serviceable as a backup. So definitely positive there. And then uh the big one to me, especially going into this game, is Drew Tranquil got the concussion. He got kneed by Quadzilla, AJ Dillon. Honestly, if that dude's quads hit me, I'd probably be knocked out too. Can't blame the dude, helmet or not. No. We would be dead. We wouldn't be knocked out. We'd be we would be uh <laughs> They'd be calling our families and
1: and making arrangements.
0: But yeah, that that I think we'll get into on the preview podcast, but I think that's going to be a big loss for us if he can't go on Sunday. And then some positive news. Nick Bolton did practice today, and he practiced through a full practice. So hopefully within the next few games, we will be seeing him because that would be huge, absolutely enormous to get him back. So Anthony, Chiefs came in this game, six-point favorites, So huge betting favorites over the Packers in Lambeau. And I don't want to say we shit the bed because that is a decent team that we saw out there. And Jordan loves is playing really good football right now, but go ahead and give me your overall thoughts of the 27, 19 loss. Oh, my overall thoughts at this
1: point are, this is in fact a defensive football team that the chiefs are now. And the one game that they didn't show up, this is, and they didn't, they weren't great. They were better in the second half than in the first half. But, uh, when they didn't show up, man, the chiefs offense couldn't pull their weight. It's that's really it. So that's, that's kind of, Oh, it hurts to say, cause it is the truth at this point. It, it's going to have to be the defense that carries us, uh, into the playoffs and through the playoffs. And if we have any hope of winning the Super Bowl this year, I think it's going to be on the backs of that stellar defense and they didn't have a good day. Um, I think that's kinda what happened, now, honestly, I think there was there was some positives to take away from the offensive uh side of the ball, but for the most part they they just didn't do it, man. They had chance after chance after chance at the end and and um they didn't execute and that's uh I think that's where we're at, and that's kind of the team they've shown to be this whole season and and now we just kind of gotta come to the realization that that's where we're at,
0: yeah, defense stepped up when they needed to, yeah they um Got railroaded in the first half by the A.J. Dillon and then just eating the clock. Possession was huge in this game. You had to score on what the minimal possessions you got, and we just didn't do it. Mahomes didn't play great. He had some open receivers here and there. but He Checo, had his moments. Yeah, he, he did moments. have his moments. Yeah, and I, that's, not the, that's not to take away from the Green Bay defense either. I think they played great, and I really do. This team keeps it up. I think this is going to be a team you do not want to see in the playoffs. No, for uh, sure. They're as young. They're young teams, and getting confidence. Yep. Definitely a very athletic defense that can cause a lot of problems, too. So, thankfully, I doubt we have to see them again. Um, and if Jordan Loves keeps playing like that, he looked like a lot of Aaron Rodgers in him, you know, off those off-balance throws and some of that stuff he was doing reminded me a lot of 12. So, very interesting to see a young quarterback play that well, uh, especially against a back defense like that. Last time we played him, he absolutely dominated the dude. And I think Andy Reid was – Commented after that previous game, who's Jordan Love, and you know maybe, maybe he had a little fire in him after that. So I do oh, to sure. Well, yeah, they also put he... his mom in the
1: nosebleeds when they came to Arrowhead. She was up there with an oxygen tank and like a, and a freaking <laughs> Sherpa <laughs> guiding yeah. her around up there because that was just mad disrespectful. I
0: think he, I think
1: he was definitely uh, playing with some fire. He felt disrespect.
0: Yeah, no, he he looked great. Uh, like I was getting into a little bit. Pacheco looked awesome. 18 110 and a touchdown. That's uh sure. had a long of 26 yards. That defense, we got into it a little bit last podcast, how you beat them was on the, on the ground. They looked great. But, man, the pass blocking was not there at times. And no. this offensive line, along with a lot of people get onto the receivers, which we're, number one, dislike yeah. of our receiving core. But, man, offensive line's got a lot of problems right now as well. So what would what'd you see in day Morris that you like? disliked um your big well fine guy so this I think an- I think he was I
1: think he played really well man I think he came in there and he and he did what was asked of him uh I believe he only allowed a pressure so when he was in there pass blocking wasn't his problem also I don't know if you noticed but Pacheco had a really nice game on the ground in which you did notice you mentioned it but that had a lot to do with Juanye Morris he is a significantly better yeah. blocker than Donovan Smith uh, the kid has the chops, and uh, Andy Reid. If you look at the past and the kind of tackles he likes, he w- he could have built Juanee Morris in a lab. The guy is just exactly what Andy Reid wants. He is tall, he is long, he is freakishly athletic, and he and he moves really well. He's a dancing bear out there, and that's um, and he showed that. And I think it's it's promising because I think the Chiefs moving forward need to really look at that left tackle position. It's probably a position that they would have had to have drafted early next draft. But if Wanya Morris can come through and be that guy, that is opens up a whole lot of possibilities next next year uh, in the offseason. So good to see him doing well. I believe Andy Reid said today, due to that stinger on Smith, there's a real real strong chance that Wanya is going to start against the Bills, and that's a pretty good front the Bills have. Those those defensive ends can play. So it'll be nice to see what what we got in the young kid he was a shining spot in the game.
0: Yeah. I got to agree there. I I would like to see him especially since Smith is kind of a rental, see what you got in the kid. I mean, you already are eight and four. So it's not like, you know, you drop another game here, there. It's not like you're losing absolutely everything. Right. I think you see what you got for the future. Um, I like seeing him. I'd like to see him get out there against the Bengals with Hendrickson and a couple others like that, go up against yep. some, some premier pass rushers and see what we got in the kids. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think that was a positive spot for us. Another positive top two receiving people are Travis Kelsey or Rasheed Rice. we like to see that. However, this should be. Still, we still don't know if they're quite getting used correctly. I, I'm still very confused on the Rasheed Rice usage. I don't quite understand why, on a hail mary attempt, you have Sky Moore out there instead of Rasheed Rice. Oh my Uh, gosh, that is a head scratcher. Especially when you
1: look at his profile physically. Good lord, that guy can jump. That is that is. If you look at his spark score, it's what makes him in the top whatever. I think he's in the ninety something percentile, and it's not because he's fast. It's because he's big and he's explosive. And that's the one guy you should have out there as your receiver, not not the five foot eleven, five foot ten guy more.
0: I don't understand what the coaching staff is doing. The rotations is really wonky right now. I, I mean, Rashi Rice makes a good play, 10, 15 yards, wanting to just come right back to the huddle. But then they just take him out every single time. And I don't know. Obviously, we're not coaches. I don't know if that's to talk to him in between every play if he doesn't quite understand the playbook, you know, all that type of stuff. But at some point, you just gotta say, "Kid, go out there and play." Pat will find you. He's been yep. doing a great job. He had nine targets this game. I can't complain about the target usage, and he does great at the screen game. But let's see the kid downfield, man. Yeah, Give he him had, a, shot. He had a Nice. He had
1: a nice downfield play that was a pass interference. He had. He was. He was open on the outside. He burned that guy. The dude had to. Uh, Scratching and claw to, to keep him catching that ball. I don't understand why we don't see more of that. He should be out there all the time. It doesn't make any sense, man. I, I don't get it. at this point too. When you're when you're eight and four, you're you're number three. I mean, I mean, you're still number three in the AFC right now, and you're. I think you're still the betting favorites to host the AFC championship. But at this point, what you're doing isn't working. You've seen what are we? Thir- this week thirteen. At this point, MVS and Sky Moore are not it, man. They're just not, they're not, they're not doing it. They're not doing it. And they they go out there and they embarrass themselves week in and week out. They got to try something else. They got to try something else.
0: Yeah. And let's take a quick uh, dive over to the defense real quick. We hit on him in the preview, but Christian Watson had himself a day. He is on that streak where he absolutely blows up. He did it last year. Him and Jordan love just seem to be on a connection right now. He had that one ball that Jordan love put up to him. Granted. Williams played great defense, yeah. A great pass beats, great defense. But man, that was a hell of a go up and get it. Why can't Rasheed Rice do that? I get jealous of, get jealous you know, of that. He, to be honest with you, <laughs> he can do he
1: can do that. They just don't give him the opportunity. I will, I right. will take like for sure. There's a hundred percent chance he can do that.
0: Yeah, but really, other than that, I mean, Romeo Dobbs caught that one prayer ball. I think it was Dobbs anyway. That was, should not have job. been a catch. Yeah, yeah. man, you had four guys in the area. That was a flutter ball. There's no way that should have been completed on that fourth and two. That's a big play in the game that we just could not capitalize on momentum early. And we had multiple chances to stop that team and just couldn't get off the field.
1: That, that was but, Justin Reed's part of the field, man. And he just, yeah. he for some reason was not there and he had a rough night. He was not in a lot of spots he should have been. He he was one of the main reasons early, especially early on in the in the first half that They were just marching up and down the field, and mostly it was on just absolutely
0: abusing Justin Reed. Yeah, and I'm going to kind of segue that a little bit to the safeties. Going forward, if Brian Cook is unable to play a, and yes, I know they ruled it as just a sprained ankle, but you know just as well as I do, there's got to be some ligaments torn here or there in that, and that's typically what a sprain is, for lack of better words. Without him, do you think Mike Edwards and Shamari Connor can... Fill in that gap, or do you think we're going to be in trouble a little bit? I actually, I like Shamari
1: Connor, but I don't think he plays the role that uh, that Brian Cook plays. Shamari Connor is more of a in the box kind of safety. Honestly, uh, it's going to have to be Justin Reed that takes that takes Brian Cook's role. Justin Reed is more of the free safety type. He he profiles that way. He's fast. He can cover a lot of ground, but boy, he's got to be a lot more disciplined than he's been if he's going to do that, which makes me concerned. Um, I think Edwards, you know, you give those guys th- the more reps in practice. I think they'll be OK on the back end. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm a little concerned because Brian Cook seemed to be the glue guy back there. Like, you know, they they just he he was he has been the best safety on the team this year. And
0: so and that's we'll s- that's my worry is we all know with the backs they play with fire by far was the dude that plays with the most fire on the team. For sure, He's young, team feeds off of him. It's going to be a big loss if he can't go for a few weeks. So I, that does worry me, especially we got a bunch of teams with some wide receivers that can hurt you coming up. So I'm uh, a little worried about that loss, I'm not going to lie to you. Between that and Tranquil, if those two can't go for a little bit of time, I'm worried this offense is going to have to step up, and I don't know if they'll be able to do it. I think that is definitely – that should be a concern. Hopefully
1: Trent McDuffie didn't have a great game either. And that's pretty unusual. That guy is fantastic, and he covers a lot of, of blemishes for the defense on the back end because, especially in zone, I've seen him multiple times cover two, three different two, three different players because he's so adept at seeing everything that's around him and making sure that like he can make the tackles everywhere. He covers a lot of blemishes. He didn't play well against the Green Bay Packers. I don't expect that to happen again. For some reason, it looked like he put basketball shoes on out there instead of cleats. And he he couldn't get his grip. He was sliding around everywhere. Uh, it sounded like that that was maybe an issue in in Lambeau. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo said something about he hates playing there because of that reason. It, it's it's just hard to get it for some reason. Teams just don't know how to prep uh, the correct footwear or something. But it, it you could see that with McDuffie's play, he was not able to to be as sticky as he usually is. And I don't anticipate that happening again.
0: Yeah, and my last kind of complaint with the defense defensive line didn't play nearly as well as they usually have not a lot of pressure a lot of the pressure that we did see was coverage sack, for lack of better words the two sacks i can think of off the top of my head were many you and dana dana he got there pretty early but other than that man not not a lot of pressure chris jones created a little havoc there late towards the end of the game uh when we needed it to force that field goal but other than that man not not a lot Across the board, like you said, and we're going to have that. You can't expect this defense to play well, That I mean, to the tier they've been playing every single game. It's the NFL. Eventually, someone's going to figure you out. But just not a, not a great game across the board, and hopefully we come into this Buffalo game a little better than that. They're going to have to. They, they really are.
1: Uh, we, so it's two weeks in a row this defense has started slow in the first half. This is not the team you want to let get up on you quickly. They're already fragile. Don't give them any confidence because they're they're reeling right now, and uh, and they absolutely have the weapons to just blow you out if you give them a lane for it. So they have to come out playing better. Kind of a similar playing style, Jordan Love and uh, Josh Allen. I think I touched on that a little bit last week, saying Jordan Love when he runs, he's reckless. He throw he lowers his shoulder. He's happy to do all that physical stuff, not get out of bounds. Same thing with Josh Allen, um, but Josh Allen's I, I suspect a little more advanced in his you know breaking down defenses, reading defenses, making the correct reads. So being at home will help, but um they got to get better. They got to get pressure with four if they can. We got we got to see we got to see Chris Jones show up a little earlier. We got to see our first round defensive end Carl Loftus make some plays. I would like to see a little um Felix Andrew DK Uzama get in there and uh wreak some havoc. I know he hasn't been he's been playing sparsely. It's time to start ramping that guy up. He's a first round draft pick. Let's see what we got in him. I mean, I love Dana. I think Dana's great, but he rushes better from the inside. So does uh, Omenahu. He's a better rusher from the inside. So we got to get some guys who can win on the edge, get them in there, see what, see what we got.
0: Yeah, I, I think you and I can probably harp on the little things here and there all night. Uh, I think we've hit on the big ones. I'm gonna Let's go ahead and give our overall game takeaways. Number one, I kind of hit it at the very beginning. This is not a bad team that we lost to. It was at home. A game they needed to win to stay in playoff contention. You know, uh, I can't say I was happy with the loss by any means. The way we looked was definitely left a lot of questions to be answered. If this was a shootout, one of those deals at Lambeau, it's not the worst loss in the world. But, man, they dominated the game, for lack of better words. So, uh, dominated time of possession, made our offense look pretty bad in certain spots, defense couldn't get them off the field. Like, there was a lot of problems on this game. So. Really got to flush this whole game script. You're still ahead in the AFC West. You're still only a game back from the Dolphins. It's not the end of the world, but team's got to get better. and what do you got?
1: Like I said earlier, this is now a, a, a defensive team. So that's live or die. Our defense is going to have to have to pull the, the weight. We touched on it a little bit. Kelsey had a pretty good game. Pacheco had a great game. Rice... Pretty damn good game, and it didn't fucking matter. That
0: <laughs> sucks,
1: and it's very concerning. I don't, I, I, at this point, I like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what to do. Um, MBS, not good. Sky Moore, fucking clueless. He doesn't know what he's doing out there. I mean, <laughs> Like, you, I, you see MBS, he wins downfield, right? That one where it looked like, oh, Mahomes just didn't put the ball where it should have been. That was not the case, man. MBS wins. There's a safety to the inside of the field. And once NBA, MBS breaks and beats his man, he he pads his route right towards the freaking safety. Like, what are you doing? Mahomes puts it on the outside where he should be running. Put it out yeah, there. Yeah, that's
0: a touchdown if he stays on the outside. That's
1: a touchdown if he stays on the outside. It's right on the money. It's a touchdown. Like, oh my god, man! Like, how? And this is not the first time this has happened with him. It, he's just he he he's regressed, man. He was not. He's not even close to as good as he was last year. And Scott Moore's out there. Just I don't know what Scott Moore's doing. I don't think Mahomes doesn't know what Scott Moore's doing. Uh, the the interception. The dude just stopped his route. He was like, you yeah, know, I
0: he wasn't expecting the ball, but if you're out there, you gotta expect the ball with Mahomes, especially when
1: you know it's an RPO because the ball has to come out fast, or it's a, it's a two, it's you know, too many men downfield. So, run your route. The ball gets thrown. Even if you're covered, you're at least there to either knock the ball away or maybe make a make a
0: fucking play on the ball because that's your yeah. job. I'll say at least at least MVS does that. He at least he's the best win sprinter I've ever seen. But hey, Sky Moore, he just ain't got it. Maybe we should maybe we should move MVS to safety, because
1: boy, he <laughs> he can sure knock a pass down. You don't see too many inter- interceptions on him. But yeah, also penalties, man. Oh my god, the penalties! This team. So here's the thing: this Chiefs team with the Mahomes iteration you know, the golden years, it really has been, it's been phenomenal, has been really prone to penalties. If you look at the stats, I don't care what the internet wants to tell you that the pe- that the refs like the Chiefs and that they're throwing flags with the Chiefs. Bullshit. Go back years and years. There might be one year where the Chiefs were like, not one of the most penalized teams in football. Well, this year, they don't have the horses to freaking combat that. And my God, stop having penalties in the worst freaking times. Man, we're in the red zone I can't remember. Do we get a touchdown? It was really close to a touchdown, or we got basically a first down right in the like within like the three yard range. Creed Humphrey, hold. You can't yep. do that, man. Come no, on, can't. like be better. At the end of the game, where they where the refs thought it was a fumble by Rice and Pacheco throws the punch, that is one. That is maybe the most costly penalty of the whole game. That took us from the thirty five yard line to the fifty, and that changes everything everything that guy just blew it Absolutely. and then just in and yeah. out dude the uh oh, there was another illegal motions play when they were like late in the game when they're driving that screw to drive like they have to just clean stuff up because they don't have the explosiveness on the back end they don't have the ability to pull themselves out of giant holes they dig they have to play more sound football they have to Th- that's the thing with kelsey playing well pacheco playing well rice playing well. You guys got to play. They got to play cleanly. And if they don't, and you are going to
0: lose. You went the whole rant there without mentioning the missed pass interference call. So good on you.
1: I will. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. It was so absolutely. Think, go, ahead, go
0: ahead. Go ahead. You first. You first. I, I don't care. There's a lot of people I've seen trying to say it was a makeup call for the Mahomes roughing the passer, which 100% that was a bullshit call. Mahomes is two feet inbounds. It's a big play of the game. What's the safety supposed to do? I, I'm 100% on board. Shouldn't have been thrown. But I haven't seen that obvious of a pass interference called since at least the Saints-Rams game in the NFC Championship. For sure. It, it, it. I mean, and I've seen a couple of referees on Twitter saying that same thing as well. So that was bad, man. You can't ride a player like that. I get it. Pl- calls are going to get missed. I would not want to be a ref at all. But, man, that, that was bad. I mean... I don't think it was
1: a missed call. It was a purposely not called call. Like I, that or sh- that rep is blind as a bat. And to, to just reiterate, what was it? Second and long and Mahomes scrambles. And there would have been what? Third and one. So we probably would have got yeah. that regardless. Right. Right. Or it, we, right. we had two downs to get it and they would have got it. So if it was a makeup call, it was a, an egregious one. Right. So something so- else I wanted to touch on on that. Is it was absolutely past interference without a shadow of a doubt. But, but MVS had that guy beat like a drum down the field, smoked, had two, three yards on him. And Mahomes underthrew that ball badly, badly. Mahomes has to be better in that position, man. He, and I know he has got the arm strength. It's not like he's, he doesn't have the, have the gun to put it out there. He's got to put it out there and give MVS a chance. Now, will he catch the motherfucker? Probably not, but you got to try. You got to (laughs) try. Give him a chance. You're paying him for a reason. You got to at least give him a shot. Give him a shot. And he had the guy beat. He did have the guy beat. So pass interference for sure. Mahomes, got to be better in that spot. Put the ball out there where he has a chance to go get it. Don't put it on the ref's hands. Don't do that.
0: Agreed, because chances are they ain't going to make the right call for us. So, all right. I think Ant and I have, you know, kind of – randed enough about it rough loss overall especially when you're coming in that big of favorites into the game but you know tough place to play tough young team losses are going to happen here they they got to bounce back so uh, i will say we're going to miss out on one of our favorite segments trev's text he kept it relatively pg he was not i don't know if he wasn't paying attention to the game or he just wasn't saying much different than what anthony and i were already saying. So. Can't really bust him out there. Don't feel right when he's not here anyway, but I'll go ahead and take us out of here. Everyone, as always, follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. We're going to be probably getting out an episode tomorrow night. Sorry we're a little later than normal, like I said, with me being sick and everybody else being so busy. We haven't really done our normal schedule, but We'll bounce back. So, Anthony, unless you got anything else, I'll go ahead and get us out of here.
1: I would like to add one small silver lining with the offense. Do it.
0: We there like was, silver linings.
1: Yeah, let's, let's end with the silver lining. Uh, the Chiefs got into the red zone at twice and left with six points. That's rough. But if those six points are touchdowns, it's 27-27 at the end of that game and maybe the script changes completely and things happen differently. They have to they have to clean things up in the red zone, but that gives me a little hope that they're figuring something else, figuring something out because Rice is getting the ball more. He's producing when he touches the ball. There weren't any drops last game, which is phenomenal because that's you know that never happens. Kelsey was more involved. Pacheco was great. And I think Mahomes, even though he didn't have the greatest game, there was some Mahomes magic in that game. So, you know, clean some stuff up, clean the penalties up, be a little more efficient in the red zone, and maybe there's something to this offense. We got there, there maybe there's maybe something. We'll see. I, I saw a glimmer,
0: but you know, we, we got to see if they can get it ironed out. There's that Sherb Mayhew, sunshine and rainbows we were missing. So, all right, guys. Y'all have a good one. We will see you next time.